0: Unlock your Bible. Discover the true meaning of life. Learn the cause of world problems and the astounding solution. Prove for yourself what the future holds. In the Trumpet Literature Library, you will find answers to life's most important questions. Explore these vital titles on Trumpet Bookshelf. Welcome to Trumpet Bookshelf. I'm Grant Turgeon. Without God, we have no hope. That is the sad reality proven to us every single day in world events. We are now spiraling faster and faster down into oblivion. Nuclear annihilation is a constant threat today. So many people are living cursed lives. And Jeremiah chapter 17 really gets to the heart of these massive problems in our lives. In Jeremiah and the Greatest Vision in the Bible, a free booklet available to you at thetrumpet.com. Mr. Gerald Flurry writes about Jeremiah 17. This chapter gets to the core of the whole Bible message. Notice Jeremiah chapter 17 verse 1. The sin of Judah is written with a pen of iron and with the point of a diamond. It is graven upon the table of their heart. And upon the horns of your altars. Mr. Flurry explains in the Jeremiah booklet the devastating effects of sin. How it can really be etched on our hearts, etched into our minds, deeply searing and scarring us. He says here on page 95. It's like being hooked on heroin. The key is to never let it begin. Once we are hooked, it is almost impossible to repent without mind-paralyzing trials. That is how hard a sinning mind becomes. Sin penetrates our very being and becomes a real part of our lives. This should cause men to acutely fear sinning. But it rarely works that way. Jeremiah shows that even when some people know where sin leads, they still continue sinning. That's the paradox about sin. It is so easy to sin, yet the consequences are so hard. And so often we just can't see past the ease of the moment to realize the pain that we are going to bring upon ourselves when we choose to sin and sin is powerfully addictive. Like Mr. Flurry writes addictive, like a drug. Why do we humans get so deep into sin when sin is slavery when sin is death. It really makes no sense on the surface how we can know that the way of sin is going to crush us and hurt us, and yet we still choose that way. Why? Jeremiah 17 Continuing here, verse 5 says, Thus says the Eternal, Cursed be the man that trusts in man, and makes flesh his arm, and whose heart departs from the Eternal. Mr. Flurry writes about this. People being under a curse because they no longer trust God, they trust in man. That can include trusting in themselves or trusting in other people. It's a curse that leads to eternal death unless they repent, Mr. Fleury writes. It's possible for us to follow our own minds. In fact, that is what the vast majority of mankind does every single day. We make a God of our own opinions We care about what we think more than what God thinks. And then we think we're following ourselves, our own minds, but ultimately we're just following the devil. That's the truth of it. Even if we don't realize it, we're either following God or the devil. Never really ourselves. The classic book Moby Dick says that you have to disobey yourself to obey God. And that's absolutely right. We have to disobey ourselves, which means disobeying Satan, ultimately, because Satan is the one who constantly broadcasts into our minds and causes us to be rebellious and hostile toward God like we naturally are. Ephesians 2 verse 2 shows that Satan is a master broadcaster. He gets into our minds and he controls us without us even realizing it so much of the time. Page 96 of the Jeremiah booklet. This is a fundamental lesson that man has not learned. For 6,000 years, we are cursed if we follow a man. And yet God always works through one man to lead his church and do his work like Jeremiah did. Now, Mr. Flurry continues here to make this point very clear. It is wrong to just... Follow a man when it's just a man on his own, one man alone. But we have to follow God's man. That's the one man we must follow because really when we follow him, we're actually following God. You see, there is a difference between following just anyone versus following the specific one man God is using on this earth. We have to be able to distinguish the difference there. There is a man God is using today to get the message of Jeremiah out to the entire world. Jeremiah had to deliver one of the strongest warnings in the Bible. He warns of a coming captivity for the modern nations of Israel today, primarily America, Britain and the Jewish nation. You can prove those identities with our free book, The United States and Britain in Prophecy. You can get that at the trumpet.com. Jeremiah had a very hard message to deliver. And today, there is a man delivering that same message because it is more relevant today than ever. Jeremiah 17, verse 6. Now, this is talking about those who are cursed for trusting in man. Jeremiah 17, verse 6, "...for he shall be like the heath in the desert and shall not see when good comes." But shall inhabit the parched places in the wilderness, in a salt land, and not inhabited. This is talking about people who are blind. They're totally blind. They can't see the good. Mr. Flurry writes on page 97 of the Jeremiah booklet. If you trust in men, you won't see when good comes. He talks about the Laodicean rebels in God's church and how they fail to see the good or the revelation that God has given to the Philadelphia church of God. The Laodiceans are described as blind in Revelation 3, verses 17 and 18. That's referring to the Laodicean church era, the seventh and final church era before the second coming of Jesus Christ. And the Laodicean era is characterized by lukewarmness, materialism, spiritual blindness, and nakedness and wretchedness. These people are blind. Imagine an animal roaming the desert, desperately in need of water, and blindly walking right past an oasis. That is the Laodiceans. They stumble right past the oasis, the spiritual waters of life coming out of the PCG today. Mr. Flurry says that is a lake of fire mistake, unless they repent, of course. They just don't see the good. They don't have the flow of God's revelation. Verses 7 and 8 here in Jeremiah 17 Blessed is the man that trusts in the eternal and whose hope the eternal is. For he shall be as a tree planted by the waters and that spreads out her roots by the river and shall not see when heat comes, but her leaf shall be green and shall not be careful in the year of drought, neither shall cease from yielding fruit. Mr. Flurry comments on these verses, we are blessed if we trust in God. Those who trust in God bear fruit. They are like a tree planted by the waters with deep, strong roots, which can survive drought and still bear fruit. Find the church that trusts God and you will find fruit. It will have God's secret, his revealed prophecy. It will be doing a powerful work delivering that newly revealed prophecy, this spiritual tree can easily be seen by anybody except the blind. People should be able to identify where God is working today unless they are blind, unless they trust in man and are rebellious and have sin Etched in their hearts and minds. It's really that simple. The tree is there, producing great fruit. The rivers of living water are there. The fountain of living waters is there. And yet, some people just refuse to see it. And here's why. Jeremiah 17, verse 9. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Who can know it? Who really understands his own human heart? And why it is so black and wicked and sick unto death? Who could really explain that? On his own. God has to reveal to us the evil of our human hearts, or else we won't understand. Page 98 of the Jeremiah booklet. Trusting in such minds destroys God's own church and nations. And yet, that mind is the foundation of this world's education. Trusting sick human minds is why we live in such a sick, sick, sick world. The frightening evidence is all around us. Mr. Flurry continues, our educational system looks upon man as being basically good and trustworthy. That philosophy destroys institutions and nations. We must see the evil in human nature or we can never solve our problems. That is where man's false hope lies in an incredibly deceitful mind that is terminally ill. Here is where men generally place their trust. What deadly deceit? It can be rather humbling to... (laughs) study a chapter like this, Jeremiah 17, that really strongly rebukes us for being wicked to the core, but only by understanding our human nature and the fundamental flaw in our minds can we actually make the necessary changes. We are deathly ill, mentally and spiritually, without God's intervention. We need a physician. In Matthew chapter 9, Christ said, They that be whole need not a physician, but they that are sick. We are spiritually sick apart from God and we need a physician. We need Jesus Christ, our physician, to show us our sickness and heal us of it. Sick human minds are leading us into nuclear holocaust. We have to stop trusting in ourselves. We have to realize how sick we really are, and we have to cry out to God for help. That is really the only solution today. Which human leader or human government could you trust to prevent nuclear war, to establish world peace to set up an educ a system of education that is not just blatantly brainwashing its students. Every pillar in our society is being exposed as a fraud and we can't trust any of them at all. That's just how it is today. Mr. Flurry writes about that passage, Matthew 9, where Christ said, those who are sick spiritually need a physician, that understanding that truth is more important than any education in this world. Page 99. When we understand it, radical action is necessary. The greatest need is to understand God, to let Him reveal our own sickness and heal it. Until we learn this lesson, we are living under a curse. So, we are under a curse and we need healing, we need hope. Notice Jeremiah 17, verse 12. A glorious high throne from the beginning is the place of our sanctuary. This is talking about the holy of holies where God dwells and where God's loyal people today can visit with him And we can have high glory, just like it says there, that glorious high throne. That's our high glory if we remain loyal to the end, all the way up until Christ's return. And we can be transformed into the bride of Jesus Christ. Verse 13, O eternal, the hope of Israel, all that forsake you shall be ashamed, and they that depart from me shall be written in the earth, because they have forsaken the eternal, the fountain of living waters. It's not easy to stay loyal to God. 95% of God's people have turned away. They've turned away from God, the fountain of living waters, their only hope, and God is writing it down. God remembers. Mr. Flurry writes on page 100 of the Jeremiah booklet, are you drinking from a fountain of living waters? That means God is always revealing more new truth, more new prophecy. It should be coming like a fountain of water, and it is coming that way into the PCG. You are drinking from that fountain now. God's Holy Spirit should be flowing into our lives. We should be inspired by God's power and using it to grow spiritually. That is so important finding that fountain of living waters where God's truth flows and drinking deeply from it. And it's continually being replenished with new truth that God reveals to one man who then explains it to the rest of us. Jeremiah explains the Sabbath day vision. This vision Of our eternal future. This vision of the world tomorrow where God will rule the earth. And every seventh day of the week, Friday sunset to Saturday sunset, we picture that 1,000 year reign of Christ over the earth, which will come very soon. And that Sabbath day vision will cause us to soar. So that's something I'll let you hopefully take a look at on your own in the Jeremiah booklet, in this chapter 8 titled, No Hope in Man. There is no hope in man, but there certainly is hope in God. God can heal us of our spiritual sickness and give us that Sabbath day vision and cause us to drink deeply from the fountain of living waters. That is the only solution to all world problems. Thanks so much for listening today. I'm Grant Turgeon. This has been Trumpet Bookshelf. You've been listening to Trumpet Bookshelf. Please email your thoughts to comments at kpcg.fm. Listen for new episodes every Friday at 10 a.m. Central Time.